All right. Welcome to the Jay Davis Show. I'm your host, Jay Davis, and I'm here with my friend, Levi Lindsay. He is the CMO at Shift Global. Thanks for coming, man. Heck yeah. We're here in person. It's uh, live. a little different. Live. A little in, different. In action. So tell people who you are. <laughs> like Levi. I made it sound like no one knows who you are. But. Okay. First, before we probably just laugh our way through all this episode, I got to say publicly, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jay has been, you've always blown my mind, dude, uh, how generous you've been with your time. I, I feel like I've, I've always been this little nobody who had a failing video company, but Jay's always found time to go to lunch with me. Uh, he, I wouldn't be at Shift Global without you. You introduced me to the Shift guys uh, and you're just always so generous. Uh, oh. I, I appreciate you. It's you make it sound like it's a very one-way thing, and I don't feel that way at all. Dude, you've get, you've done a lot for me. I, I, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I work at Chick-fil-A. It's my, my pleasure. But it is. I You're a person <laughs> I love being around. Oh, thanks, man. It's always fun. So, yeah. Uh, so tell how you went from the failing video company to Shift Global. And there's a lot of stuff in the middle, too. There is, man. Uh, Alex MacArthur, uh, he hit me up for lunch. I saw you that day. Yeah. That was the day I met Alex MacArthur, and you were there with Weston Dangerfield at Kitchen 88. Yeah. I forgot about that. Dude, that's crazy. I forgot about that, too. Multiple bromances were born that Yes. Now, yeah. uh, I got the chicken tacos. I got it all over my face. I've never had the chicken tacos there. They're delicious. Really? Oh, absolutely yeah. delectable. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting them next time. Uh, but it's not first date food. Like, don't bring someone you're trying to impress. Like, yeah. take someone you've been out to lunch with a couple times, because- yeah. It'll, it's like that Carl's Jr. commercial, like, you are the girl in the car. How much of this can we edit out? We'll leave it at that. <laughs> it'll get everywhere. Dude, it'll be great. The tacos, they fall apart. Anyway, uh, Alex MacArthur hit me up. I went over to Kizik. I was there for nine months, per, just the right amount of time to have a baby. Yeah. A little marketing baby. Yeah. And then uh, I spread my wings. Uh, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah. Went over to Neighbor. And uh, was their creative director at neighbor.com. Really, really cool experience. We got to do, while I was there, like 93 billboards. It's crazy. Some of them are still up in LA. I keep, really? I keep getting texts. And, yeah. And Neighbor's not paying for those. Like, you Really? Just, they're like remnant I billboards. actually saw one in LA. Yeah. I, were you one? Maybe it was Will texted. I, yes, it was. When you guys were in LA? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. some of the alien stuff is still yeah. up. And it was like a pretty... Interesting, like I can't remember where we were. I think we were in Hollywood. Yeah, and it's it was just like, I in my mind, it's like a billboard that was in someone's front yard, because like Hollywood's kind of that way where you like yeah. have a bunch of businesses and then a house. Yes, and it felt like, but it was in right in Hollywood. No, we paid a guy named Jim. We're like, <laughs> hey man, a billboard in your front yard. Hey man, can we just Great put business. this on the side of your house? So, it's like Dwight when he put the cockroach billboard on yeah. the side of the office in the office. Dude, if I lived in Hollywood, I would put a billboard in my front yard. Oh, heck yeah. So, neighbor and then and then shift. shift. Yeah. yeah. And what and explain what you guys do at Shift. We manufacture and design products, so product development, manufacturing, product design and development. I think I said that twice. <laughs> and uh supply chain logistics. Yeah. But for like amazing companies. That's what's yes. yeah. I would still love you if they weren't amazing companies, but they are amazing companies. Pretty killer. Pura, companies. Thread, all kinds of other cool stuff. Yep. And you guys have an amazing team. So yeah, it's, so it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I I never realized, and you probably know this now, is how much go, goes into a product company. Yeah. I think people think about the marketing side because that's yeah. what's the loudest, but like behind the scenes, getting a product made, launching new product lines, launching new silhouettes, new colorways. It's kind of discouraging when you're like, how long does it take to make a product? And it's like a year. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, you really have to, you have to make a tech pack. You have to yeah. design it. That's why I respect the Kizik guys so much because that is the craziest. Shoes are wild. Shoes are insane. Shoes. I mean, you think of any design like, oh, this is cool. Let's do this shoe. And it's like, oh, and then there's 4,000 variations of every single design. Oh, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Like you have... Every half size. And they do wide. size, they wide. Standard like, and wide. Unbelievable. From a supply chain standpoint, I'm like, I don't know how they do it. 
yeah. without going under. Jason Lee, their COO, is just... He's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like an incredible problem. But I think that's true. Like, I think a lot of people view... And I think we're seeing some of the, like flip side of this a little bit where like people are like dude e-com's great like you don't have to you don't have to do software everyone's small software people will be like i wish i was in product it's so easy i'm like no it's not. but i think that is kind of the general consensus or the general view is that oh you just like go order something from china and it's here in three months it's like, not, yeah. not quite yeah not not if you want to build a good like sustainable brand yeah something unique i i think product the reason so i did agency and you've done agency agency e-com and software and e-com's my favorite because it's it scales way better than an agency does yeah and it's not as i I just was never passionate about software yeah like the product isn't as fun to dive into with software yeah there's something really fun about a consumer brand yeah that people like know who you are yeah uh, and, and there's consumer softwares, but like physical products is really fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, that person is using that in their life to like yeah. change their life. Yeah. It's it's funny to walk around and see Kizik's now like Just on, in, people's, yeah. on people's feet. Yeah. Like, they probably you, tell you about it like you don't know. Yeah. Even on, Have you seen yeah. this before? <laughs> no, really? Yeah. The bet. Okay. This is a huge tangent, but do you yeah. ever get a random, random thought? I love it. Do you get like your aunt Sally or something will message you and be like, Hey, the pillow cube site is like not working the way it should. And you're like, Oh, all the time. Like that's like, why are you bugging me? about?" Well then half the time what ends up happening is it actually is working. A hundred percent. And my, my, I'm trying to think of someone who hasn't said this to me so that I don't offend anyone. Uh, and then like your grandpa's like just wrong. You know, and you're like, thanks, thanks, grandpa. It's usually user. Really nice of you. Or they have feedback and you're like, thank you. Like, yeah. Yeah. You I know, you do this. You really should offer us a circle pillow, Jay. I would, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And it's, I think that's, uh, it's an interesting part of creating physical, pro- I mean, any product because it's so hard to filter through that noise. Yeah. It's, it's one of the challenges as things scale and grow is it just gets so noisy because everyone has an opinion. Everyone thinks like, you should do this, you should do this. You probably have that in video too. Like I've seen that in creative oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're creative. Yeah. And to an extent, people, everyone is a creative. Yeah. But it does, you do get a lot of cooks in the kitchen with product development yeah. and like creative. I think it's something that like, there's this, I think it's Ira Glass, right? Have you ever, he has this quote about how anyone who gets, we all have like, you know, our sense of taste. And yeah. when you get into creative, you, like you have this sense of taste that's better than your skills. And so you're like, skills are trying to catch up with your sense of taste. Oh. And I think that's why everyone has an opinion about creative. Because we all have like a sense of taste of what we think is unique and interesting and different. And there's a big gap. And so people are like, hey, you should do this because I have a sense of taste, which is not bad, but it just... It's like, yeah, there's a difference between having that idea and executing that idea. It's really hard. It takes so long. That is, I have thought that thought, but didn't know how to formulate it into words like that. I wish I could pretend it was me. That was Iris Elba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Idris Elba. That's amazing. So people have their tastes, but that doesn't necessarily mean they can execute. Yeah. And, And his point is like, as a creative, that's what's hard about getting into the creative realm. And this is something I think is interesting about entrepreneurship is everyone in entrepreneurship starts with ideation. Like, I want to come up with my own ideas. And that's like the hardest part. It is. I'm like, no, no. Just like figure out how to run a business first. Like go to another business that's already going. Learn how to run a business, be part of a business, then work on ideation or like develop that ideation skill set over time. Um, But I think that's where a lot of times people start there. Yeah. Um, and some of that I think also comes from entrepreneurship being seen as this kind of like quick road to leisure or success or, you know, lots of money. Um, and so it kind of leads people to like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to develop this craft for 50 years. I just want to like be a billionaire in five years. And it's like, well, that's not exactly how it works. So, well, and one thing that we're as shift is starting our own brands, we're trying to, cause like pillow cube is unique. 
uh, we're trying to find where we can bring in innovation and it's, yeah. it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. It's uh, tough. You can, even if you start with a problem, like solving it and pioneering it, and that's where some of the time comes in in product development too. Yeah. Otherwise you can't just order something from China and make a quick buck, but you're not going to ever get to a hundred million yeah. with a me too product. Yeah. Dude, it's what's, it's what's challenging. Um, I mean, w- w- as you've gone through these different experiences, what have you learned from some of the, like the ups and the downs that now when you do something, I mean, you guys are looking at creating these new brands. How do you look at new ideas differently than you did like five years ago, six years ago? How do I look at new ideas differently? Yeah. So as you're trying to decide, like what should shift launch? Uh, I, I, I think back to my days at Kizik where the product value prop is just so good yeah. that uh, it does a lot of the work yeah. for the marketing team. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the but then you couple it with like Alex MacArthur and Brett and um, Blake on the team over there and they're amazing marketers and that's yeah. why they've been able to grow so fast. And you look at Pillow Cube and you've got a unique problem that you're solving, a unique form factor. So it like really stands out immediately. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's, that's, what's been hard. It, I, I think the other thing is, and I don't know, this is probably more of a question for you is like, you, at some point you probably just have to take your crazy idea and just do it. Yeah. Cause you can, like we we're trying to do market research, Yeah. but when you're trying to do something different, there is no market research. Yeah. So you can have the research inform it, but I, I'm, I'm always trying to find that balance of like the research is informing, but not killing the idea. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the new innovative ideas, you could research your way in or out of it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just throwing my questions no. back at you. <laughs> so tell no. well, exactly Good. who's running this podcast. <laughs> Why don't you just host? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, the, I, I think that is so true. I think that's what like, I think every entrepreneur is kind of different. I'm definitely more on the like ready, shoot, aim yeah. side. And I think there's like a, probably an opposite extreme of like complete planning. And there's a great middle ground of like, like you said, like I like doing research and like how big is this industry? You know, like what else is out there trying stuff? Elon Musk says that the, like one of the things he knows notices about entrepreneurs who don't end up succeeding is that they're very dismissive of their competition where he's always like trying his competition and, and really trying to analyze like, are we truly better than them? Is this truly disrupting what they're doing or are we just drinking our own Kool-Aid? And I think that's that's what's hard is like exactly what you said. There, You can't really truly do market research with disruption until you just get people to try it. I do love, love, love the 5Ds that Creatively has come yeah. up with. That's genius. Everyone should, be, everyone should be asking themselves that regardless of the company, but- yeah. If you haven't checked it out, the five D's, it's on that your new video. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything proprietary, am I? You're not. Okay. <laughs> it's copyrighted. So <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> no, but it, I and I will come after you. <laughs> Levi will show up at your house. Uh very angrily. Uh no, and that's I think that was like a framework that really helped us to think about things and like as we look at ideas, like, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Um, it gave us like this almost shorthand to talk with each other of like, does this work? And I think that is what's hard. And I, I think like you said, it's just always shocking. You like try stuff, pillow cube. I showed people and people were like, that's a dumb idea. I remember the first time I saw Kizik and immediately I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But being surprised at how many people back then it was like a leather shoe is really expensive. Uh, it was not nearly as cool as it is now you like you guys have all done an amazing job on that and it's interesting now seeing that like shift like i just saw an article this week about like these really high-end hands-free shoes i can't remember what they were called they're like a thousand dollars and they have like three laces oh no i haven't seen that uh and they're like they're like sighted kizik and like you know hands-free shoes are now like the cool thing I'm like, yeah, like six years ago, Kizik was fighting against like, you know, every comment on <laughs> online was like, why would I not just tie them? And you're like, because that's stupid. And I think that's what's hard about disruption is is people are not going to 
readily accepted. That's why it's disruptive. You have to, I, I think innovation has to come with a belief in your idea so much so that you can break through that initial yeah. criticism. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm really geeking out over the quote lately, uh, make something that a hundred people love rather than a million people, uh, like. Yeah. And I don't know, dude, do you think it's, we've also been struggling with like, do you niche at first? Or do you go after everyone at first? Um, I, I, once again, I feel like I'm, I, I'll be asking the questions here. Like, what happened? Why am I like this? No, dude, I love it. I feel like I'm getting a free. I'm getting a Here's free mentor session yeah. from Jay. No, it's awesome. <laughs> well, my opinion uh, this is just kind of like I think the best things are things that over time become broad and i think it's exactly that it's like over time more and more people accept it mm -hmm. and so it has a broad application like pillow cube is a good example of like side sleepers there's tons of side sleepers but it's a weird enough idea that not all side sleepers are going to adopt it right away yeah like it's like eh, that's kind of strange looking and that looks weird on my bed and so i think kizik was very similar it was like there are a lot of people who don't desperately need that shoe. But then there's a group who like desperately need it. They're like, I have a struggle with tying my shoe or just really, really want it. And so I think those, a lot of the, the brands here in Utah fit that of like, there's this early group who love it. Uh, and eventually it can become super broad, but it is going to take time. I think Traeger fits that. I think Gosney fits that. I think neighbor fits that like neighbor is another one where it's like you want me to rent out my driveway or my you know basement but as that idea airbnb was the same as that idea becomes more accepted and so it's kind of like this weird paradox yeah of like it's a niche that will eventually become not a niche yeah it's i think it's the concept of not trying to swallow an elephant yeah one bite yeah i'm i think i'm butchering that but uh you joke it is it's it's accurate <laughs> you get it yeah i get the point You'll think of that next time you're trying to eat an elephant. You'll, you'll be yeah. like, oh, Levi nailed this. Yeah. Like, this very, is hard. Very accurate. So, uh, Joseph, the CEO at Neighbor, would, oh, he broke it down really well. I think it's from the Airbnb book. The, yeah. the founder wrote that book. Um, but he talked about how, like, we're not going to be able to get your grandma to stay at an Airbnb right away. Yeah. But we can get the couch surfers. So let's win the couch surfers. Yeah. And then once we won the couch surfers, let's win the traveling salesmen that are are on a dime. And yeah. then let's move out. And then finally, it, it's like a mass adoption ripple. You know, finally you get to the point where, okay, now a grandma would finally book this service. I guess that's the ultimate test. It's it, like, no, it's true. Because for a grandma to adopt a new technology like that, stay in a stranger's home, like yeah. you have to get to a certain level. Like and so. it doesn't take for I mean, uh, Kizik's again, that a great example. I think neighbor, there's just a lot of the great brands out there that initially uh, people see. And it's fun looking back. I remember the first time I saw someone wearing stance socks. It's kind of like, oh, what's what's what are those? And then being like, oh, it's kind of crazy to pay that much for a pair of socks. Like, does anyone see them? And then over time, it just became very quickly this like, much more accepted idea. Um, Liquid Death. I mean, th I think that's the key to all great brands is that they do have that, like, eventually this can become widely accepted. But in the beginning, not everyone is going to convince their... I think Airbnb is another... It's just a great... I remember specific family members being like, I'm not going to stay in someone else's house. Yeah. It's like, well, we're going to rent, rent this beach house. It'll be really fun. Like, no, that's weird. And yeah. now it's like, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I, I think in terms of marketing, too, I think about it. Like, I always tell people you have to take, in marketing, you have to do that top of funnel. Because if you only do bottom funnel, you're going out there and you're saying, who wants to marry me? Yeah. Um, and although this is Utah and you're going to find some people that marry you right away, <laughs> most people you have to take out on a few dates. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think I wore a- Convincing. I wore a liquid death sweater- yeah. Um, thanks. Blake gave it to me as a going away gift from Kizik. But like we we had such a brand crush on Liquid Death. I wore the sweater before I'd even tasted a Liquid Death. Uh, now you walk around with them all now, the time. Now I love them. Yeah. 
the flavored ones are amazing. Yeah. The sparkling. Yeah. Mango chainsaw. Yeah. Mango chainsaw or severed lime? Severed lime, I think. Yeah. Mango chainsaw is good. But lime is like that classic. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. But and I like hate, hate LaCroix. Oh, I know. I can't stand it. So, it, so it's it's crazy to think. That's why the first year is hard. Yeah. And the even the second and probably third. But yeah. like, I don't know, dude. Any any business, if you just stick with it for long enough and keep spending and keep getting eyeballs, it will pay off. Yeah. But people fall into that bottom funnel trap. We've talked about that a yeah. lot. I, no, I think it's a very natural thing of like, just go get the get the quick money right now. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? Well, one of my questions is, uh, what's like your number one marketing book? Like the book that you're like, you have to read this. Um, the Chateau de Mont. <laughs> Everyone's so confused of why we're laughing. Oh man, Count of Monte Cristo. It's a thick book. All right, we have to tell the story. Oh no, no, we're not telling. This. Why? It's it's me. I make myself look bad. It's better that it's an un. Okay, okay. you can tell us. No, 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 it's good. No, you no tell let's it. leave it. Okay. No, you should tell it. Okay. We might cut it out, but we'll see. Jay and I are sitting outside of Disneyland. Jay. Uh, and I and Alex after, uh, going, after going to Disneyland with each other without our children or our wives yeah as part of a business it's a working event <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night and we're just beat sitting on a bench Alex was like laying down because I think he was like half asleep <laughs> we were talking about Count of Monte Cristo you guys were watching it the night before Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just picture me and Alex Burge watching Count of Monte Cristo in our hotel room with sleeping <laughs> beds just <laughs> little cuties so cute uh it's that's the the early stage memories you're looking for yeah uh, yeah so then we talked about how thick the book was it's a big <laughs> book i think it's 1200 pages it's a it's, big book it's thick so i said "Ooh, she thick <laughs> about the can of water <laughs> but as i said that a woman walked right in front of me like directly i i was like she thick like immediate yeah. horror. Yeah. Uh, and that lady thought you were talking about her and you were not. And, and you would never do that to a, to someone. She was a victim of an accidental cat call. It, yeah. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and you're talking about a book from the 1500s. <laughs> and then we joke that she like Rocky style goes home and just like works out like lifting tree trunks. She's like, I'm gonna fix this. I actually, I don't even remember what she looked like. I'm yeah. sure she was beautiful. Yeah, we got it. It was unfortunate. Out. It was unfortunate. But be careful what you say. What is uh, my favorite marketing book? Yeah, best book besides oh. Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a giant book reader, but um, like my favorite, one of my favorite books is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. But that's yeah. not a marketing book. I think I don't. I think that that's like. Uh, one of the best books just about creativity in general. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, how do you get out of that mindset of caring? Uh, I think Alex said this the other day at his thing, like the, the biggest challenge as a marketer is not to do something that, you know, offends people or gets you in trouble. Yeah. The biggest challenge or the biggest thing you should avoid is doing thing that things that no one cares about. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah. Because uh, it is that, like, you start to care what people think, and then you stop doing things that people care about yeah. at all. And it goes back to that, do something that 100 people love. Yeah. Because uh, when Liquid Death spoke at Accelerate, yeah. did you see that really hateful comment? Yeah. <laughs> Hateful's not... Uh, th someone was pissed. And, you know, yeah. I, rightfully so. I mean, they have a porn star in their... Thing. Panel. I, I don't think it offends probably you fully and me, clothed. but fully clothed, fully clothed, and it's more making fun, tasteful yeah. pornography humor. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, anyway, it, but... a bunch of people jumped on and were like, "How dare you!" And I can't believe it. And it's and people are like, "Let's boycott this." And it's like that you're not Liquid Death's audience. Yeah. Well, and this is the other. I was talking about this with someone the other day. I think the thing that people outside of marketing don't understand is that the purpose of marketing is to get eyeballs and the way the algorithm works 
is influenced by getting people to talk and have discussion and to argue. I mean, it doesn't have to be arguing, um, but like when we create campaigns for anyone, we always know we're on something when people are tagging each other in the comments or arguing in the comments. Yeah. Um, I met these guys in Austin. I should know their names so that I can shout them out, but they have a product that allows you to turn like any touchscreen in your cart into a into a touchscreen that will play Netflix Whoa. so you can watch Netflix. That's cool. And we were talking to them at this triple whale conference and they were telling us that their like secret TikTok hack is anytime they touch the touchscreen in their marketing, they always use their pinky finger. Oh and it God. drives people crazy. Yeah. And then when people get mad about it, they act like they're like everyone we know uses their pinky finger. Yeah. People are like, no, you use your pointer finger. And they're like, no, literally, I've never used my pointer finger. And people are like so frustrated. I mean, you're seeing this now on TikTok a lot with like when people open their fridge, there's like weird stuff in it. Yeah. Like you open the fridge and there's detergent in it. And then they argue about like, no, no, you always are supposed to store detergent. Yeah. Or, or in the did, am you I don't? the only one that saw that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that is like, that's kind of a more cliche use of it right now but the bigger principle is so true yeah is like we're we're actually not supposed to avoid discussion yeah and and we've kind of gone too far down that road and and that's where liquid death is able to stand out so much did you see uh arizona no that whole thing so arizona the the yeah the tea drink that's always 99 cents yeah they they commented or they reposted liquid deaths uh Travis Barker, enema of the state. Yeah. They reposted it and said, just so you guys know, we will never make an enema. And then Liquid Death responds and says, holy cow, thank you so much. It's not every day that a billion dollar brand like gives a shout out to us little guys. Like we really appreciate the exposure. Totally sarcastic, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's funny for a few different reasons, but yeah, but it, they're poking fun of the fact, like, thanks for shouting us out. Like yeah. all that did was help us. Yeah. And I think that's the like biggest mistake people make. I was talking to this guy the other day and he said he went to uh, this um, presentation and some of the Yeti guys were there. Uh, and I've heard the same thing. Like Yeti has said this before of, you know, like you have to earn the right to be boring. You don't get to be boring and like do good marketing, do bad marketing, don't do boring marketing because you will die. And I think that's where a lot of brands just struggle. They're like so afraid to do, it's like, oh, well, if we, you know, do this, we'll offend this group. And what, and it's like, that's, it. I, I, Pill Cube and any of our brands, we're never intentionally, we never want to like punch down. We never want to hurt someone. Um, But like liquid death, it's like, who's offended by an enema? It's just an enema. It's not like, you know, like they or the when they tased their customers, yeah, it was like they were fine. They got paid for it and they agreed to it. But I think that that's where we're we're at now, where it's so noisy, but it's also still pretty easy to stand out because everyone's so PC and so worried about like offending anyone. Yeah, well, you don't even have to be that wild. Did you see the Dylan Mulvaney? Yeah, that I mean that blew up in Bud Lights. Yeah, I think that's one of the like. I don't know of another example of like a campaign blowing up that bad. Yeah. I, I think part of it's knowing your audience. Yes. Cause like liquid death coming out with an enema is funny. Yeah. Um, but if um Chuck E. Cheese came out with an enema. Yeah. That's inappropriate. <laughs> Too far. Yeah. And there is that line. I think that's the other thing is like I think your point, it's not even a comment on on like political commentary it's just again know your audience and know what they will like and what will get them excited and don't worry if it's like oh well, this group who doesn't buy our product and doesn't support us will be offended and it's like okay it's like moms in their 50s will probably find it disappointing that they're selling an enema kit but they're probably not buying a lot of liquid death yeah. and over time that will that will shift but i do think that that's like People are very afraid in marketing to do anything that like pushes that boundary even a little bit. Yeah. Like really not even that crazy. Uh, I love Blake Brown from Kizik always says, man, this is a lot of my podcasts end up being like a big commercial for Kizik because like they're just doing such cool stuff <laughs> right so now that, that you like can't help but talk about it. <laughs> 
Blake Brown says, if you're if you're everything to everyone, you're nothing to nobody. Uh, yeah. I can't remember where he quotes that from, but we'll say it's him. We'll say it. it's very wise words. Uh, it, him and Wayne Gretzky said it. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark Blake Brown. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that that's I think that's what's really hard. So how how do you think as a creative like how do you walk that line? Because it is hard. Like, but how do you kind of know you're in that zone? Are there any like clues where people? Because I I've been pitched ideas that I'm like, oh no no no, that legit would get us canceled. Uh, we should not do that. But then there's also ideas where it's like, no, everyone's uncomfortable, but we should do it. Yeah, I I think uh, and uh, you'd probably back this up is some of it is testing it out first a little bit. Yeah. Um, like you can run surveys, but we had a risque line that we wanted to actually throw up a billboard for Kano in Utah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we started putting it in some ads, still in some ads, because I kind of still want to see, I, I yeah. don't want to like take a couple of people. Can you say what it is or is it? Oh, so it's, it's, uh, not for the basic bitch. Yeah. yeah. And it's a play on a female dog, but, and I could 100% see how it's offensive and I don't have the, I'm not a female, so I don't, I don't have that perspective. Yeah. So we've gotten some like we've gotten some female feedback that it's wildly offensive we got some f- female feedback that it's hilarious yeah and it's one where we're now deciding like okay i think we we really don't want to cross that line and so it, there is there is a spectrum i think testing is a way to like yeah. make sure uh, cuz even though we want to be funny we i i truly don't want to offend anybody yeah and so it, it was good to get that initial feedback so I can be like, okay, I'm not going to spend the money to put a static billboard up now because <laughs> now I know that like yeah. some people are really offended by this yeah. and that was really good to know. And I I think it was just, anyway, yeah. That's one of my tests. I think I, think I always want to ask that group. One, we love making fun of ourselves. That's always an easy one. Like PillQ, we love making fun of PillQ. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, if anyone's offended, <laughs> it should be us and we're not. I like what you guys did in the in your founder story video. Calling myself ugly. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, which, come on, yeah. you're you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. Come thank on, you. I appreciate it. Like, look, the sexual tension <laughs> between Jay and I. I want people to know it's palpable. <laughs> it, and now we're getting kids. <laughs> So there's gonna who's editing this is gonna have a oh they're a, gonna love it jolly time <laughs> what were we saying so you were saying the <laughs> oh, yeah. pillowcase video not that not it, that the joke late it, disregard the the like well but it's not square yeah uh, and like the internet would hate this blatant disregard that's what it is yes 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 of geometry yes yeah and it's and and that's like poking at us how like it's another one that it's kind of like the pinky finger it's like we call it a cube. And then people are like, it's not a cube. And we will find very rare definitions of cubes. Like there is a very rarely used definition of cube, which is anything cuboidal in shape. And so we'll like post a random. <laughs> I love that you looked that up. Oh, yeah. And then we post it and we just egg people on. Well, technically. And you're yeah, you're like the total nerd. Like, well. Well, hexagons are the again, bestagons. It's a great one where it's like, who is offended by geometry? N- no one should be, but people on the internet get mad about everything. I don't know, man. I wouldn't put Reddit. I wouldn't put it past Reddit. Yeah. Oh, it is one of the places that people get pissed <laughs> about it. And so I think that's a good example. Like I think, I think again, there are things you can do that go too far and that are mean and hurtful. But there's also things like that where, where it's like, who's going to be mad that we joke about how we're actually not using this word incorrectly. And, and so like, I think that was the idea around a lot of it came because Damien won me in this ad for a founder's video and I didn't want to be in it. And so I tell him I'd be in it for 20 seconds. And so he had to work around that idea of like, oh, what if we hired an actor who's like, looks like you, but much better looking. And that's the joke. And so I think that that's where, that's another one. Uh, We all joke around here that it's my wife has all these burner accounts, but we'll get comments all the time. It's like, I think the actual Jay's way cuter. (laughs) And we joke that that's my wife's burner uh, accounts. And she's saying that, but that's also, again, it's another thing that's like, people kind of almost get offended for me. And it's like, guys, I was part of the joke. Like, yeah. you don't need to be offended for yeah. me. Um, 
but like i think i think that's as a brand like i always look at that like can we make fun of ourselves um which a lot of times brands have this fear of like we got to be perfect we got to look look and talk like we're we never make any mistake which it's the it's becoming the opposite yeah like people want to people want to see you build in public they want to peek under the hood yeah they want to see the imperfections yep um like like when all birds went back when all those dupes were popping up on uh amazon oh yeah the founder got on is like hey here's how you make our shoe yeah so if you're going to copy us do it right like that was a very human response yes it didn't feel like well where's the precedent and yeah like well we can't release our secret formula like it was yeah it was a very human response oh and it made it had the most brilliant uh, it created a brilliant reaction because I was like, I am never buying fake Alberts. Yeah. Because here are these people who are stealing his IP, stealing his invention, and he's basically trying to help them to do it better so that the customer, he's like, no, I'm pissed that you're giving the customer a bad experience when you're copying me. Yeah. And so let's, I want to give you a better customer experience for for money I'm not making. And that was like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. Yeah. Did you see Lululemon did a, pop-up booth where you could come in trade in your uh lululemon legging dupes for free lululemon legging no it was cool dude that's a genius idea too yeah and i so i think that that's like yeah it's just it's such a great way to approach it rather than that fear of like we always have to be perfect we can't ever say anything one last thought on jokes is one thing i found is trying to like weave jokes in is Sometimes the executives of the company that you're trying to clear the joke with aren't the target audience. Yeah. Or don't think the same way you do, which can be a good thing. It can be a hard thing. Like trying to get Uranus onto the alien's butt uh, when I was at Neighbor was hard. So look up that campaign for context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look up, look up uh, the neighbor, neighbor.com neighbor on TikTok. Video. Yeah. Neighbor alien video. Uh, yeah. I had a hard time because they, the guys at, uh, neighbor just didn't appreciate that joke but i was like this is hilarious yeah and i'm like i'm putting this on his butt yeah i don't think they ever approved it but i just did it one of my like biggest hacks and you can totally steal this is i prepare people by saying if you laugh at every joke in this we, we made a mistake because mm. what that means is you're the only type of person who will find it funny because we all have different senses of humor and that's great it's a great thing about human beings that like we have that diversity of how we think, what we think is funny. Yeah. And each culture has things that they find funny that like we don't find funny or is just a different, you know, different sense of humor. You have very like dry, sarcastic humor. You have stuff that's more uh, slapstick. You have people who are like very witty. Um, and so that's what I always prepare people. Like if we, you laugh at every single joke, then we've only written it for people like you. Yeah. And so, and I realized that we did this campaign for, clean cult it was like the puerto rico launch video i don't know if you've seen that one but we watched it and i noticed that like half of the group was laughing at half the jokes and the other half of the group were laughing at the other jokes Hmm. and then there were certain jokes that all the women thought were really funny and there were certain jokes that all the men thought were really funny and there were certain jokes that the older people thought were funny and the younger people thought were funny and that's i think the biggest misunderstanding is people sometimes go in they're like i don't i don't think that joke's funny we had a client who was like, I hate that joke. We had, it's the, um, there was someone who worked at Manly Bands who really hated, we have this joke. I know which one it is. About the Lego. Wait, oh no, is it's not the jealousy, jealousy. They hated that one too. Oh. <laughs> that one, I loved that one. Dude, it's so great. It's like the funniest. Jealousy, jealousy. Yeah. Okay, now you got to look that one up. Yeah, Manly Bands, Manly Bands hero video. And... But the one that they hated was there's like we like we make rings for this kind of guy and this kind of guy and this kind of guy and even this was, and it's a dad stepping on a Lego, who then like screams like, like just this super high pitched shrill scre- scream that doesn't seem like it fits his body. Yeah, and she was just like, I don't think it's funny. It's kind of stupid. And we like sh- we're like let's just test it, and we just went and showed data of like look at look at the retention on that joke. Like people love it. And that's okay that you don't like it. We're not saying you have to like it. Yeah. We're just saying you need to have kind of that broad, I mean, the jealousy penis joke was something that 
a certain crowd really loved, and some people were like, I think that's offensive. Yeah. We original in the original video, uh, when we first did it, well, inside baseball, uh, when we blurred it out, it made it look like he was naked. Not if the current version makes it look like he's not wearing underwear. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty great. It's so it's so good. Yeah. And you were speaking to me. I'm I'm the PP joke audience. Yeah. And I, and I think that's why. You just need that diversity. You need that diversity of humor. Um, and, and that can be tough. How do you convince someone that they should do humor? If someone's like, eh, I don't know if, I don't know if that's us. What do you tell them? Um, I don't know. I, I, I go back to um, what Alex MacArthur was saying at his speech the other day. Uh, and something he taught me while I was at Kizik is, um, like you just got to get stuff out there and you just got to try and a brand is moldable constantly. Um, he, he talked about how people have accused him of putting out sloppy brands, but that that it always drives revenue because he's never afraid to just try stuff. Um, I don't know who's accusing Alex of doing that. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm like, (laughs) let's get those people in a room. Yeah. Sloppy brands. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Kizik. Uh, sloppy can't believe they just did, did what they did in revenue last year he, he's just <laughs> what a slop it's jealous jealousy man yeah it jealousy is. jealousy did it, it is <laughs> uh and, and that's i think you have to be willing he said i love that he also said like because damien went to that talk uh and he was telling me that he said like you can always say sorry and yeah. everything blows over in like two weeks uh, and that's what I think another thing that brands like you can be like, okay, sorry, that was too far. Yeah. Uh, we do that as human beings all the time. Like, okay, I shouldn't have made that joke or sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, and, and people are like, okay, well, you're, you said, sorry, you didn't understand, you know? Yeah. But I, 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 I mean, unfortunately, and it's, it comes to that art of knowing where the line is. Cause some, you can't come back from. Oh yeah. Uh, which I'm, I'll, I'll be really curious to watch Bud Light to see if that like helps or, or if they yeah. recover or what. But I think that's hard because you really got to be careful ostracizing. Uh, you got to be really careful ostracizing your audience, right? Like yeah. if all of a sudden Liquid Death came out with something that was like skateboarding stupid, heavy metal's dumb, like all these things are like, hey, that was kind of like. That was why we were, yeah, yeah. That was why we liked you. Yeah. And I think that's something that you do. Like, um, my wife actually tells me this a lot of times and it's like a good point. She's like, Hey, I hate when brands all of a sudden at like Christmas or Thanksgiving give like a much better subscription deal than I got who've been subscribed for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, do something. She's like, I, I get that you have to do sales and you have to do incentives to get new people in the door but like i've been a subscriber for three years can you send me a t-shirt can you you know like and, and it's dude we recently were talking about this with Philkey. we're launching some new products and i was like let's offer the new products because we we have the first shipment coming for the first month of of like forecast let's offer it to our oldest customers first and say hey like we're gonna give you a, a very small discount because it's brand new we could sell full price we're going to give you a very small discount. And if it all sells out to just like our best customers, then the next person who's going to get it's like in a month or two. Yeah. And so we want to give it to you guys first. And like something as simple as that, I think sometimes brands forget that, especially in today's like every day you're acquiring new customers with Facebook and social media and stuff. Yeah. And you kind of forget like just going through, we, we do this with the executive team. Um, where we will look up customers and just give them a call or shoot them an email. Yeah. Be like, hey, you've spent three grand with our brand. Like, thank you. Like, what do you, why do you love it so much? And then just sending them, like, I've sent, I met a lady at Disneyland on that trip. Uh, I don't know if you're with me on the Indiana Jones ride. The bat, she was at the bachelor. She was the bachelor. Bachelorette. Yes. Yes. Uh, and she was like, saw my name tag and was like, Pillow Cube? I love Pillow Cube. Do you really work there? I was like, oh, I'm the founder. And she was so excited to talk to me because she had tons of Pillow Cubes. She's like, it's changed my life. And like, she had made, just for everyone listening at home, she had made her house, if I remember this right, of <laughs> Pillow Cubes. She now lives in Pillow Cube. Well, and her car, and it was really hard because the wheels were cubes. It doesn't cuboid. Yeah. 
Cuboidal. Cuboidal. Yeah. I know that. I, I looked it up in the dictionary. Yeah. So. Uh, but no, he was like, a pillow cube. That's, it's late, guys. Yeah. It's actually, it's only <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> we're acting like it's two in the morning. Um, but like, I think that you meet people like that and I, and I'll like meet people like that who are really excited and they've bought stuff and like, I've sent some of those people, like there was a guy who messaged me on LinkedIn and was just like, dude, it's changed my life. And I just sent him one of our specialty pillowcases that are like 20 bucks. And he like, that like made his week. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's lying, but, but I, I just think doing stuff for customers who like, it's, it's sometimes so easy to forget that. Well, and you're the constant acquisition of new, new people. Yeah. You're often chasing the new customers and forgetting the, it, the people I, you've already acquired. I call it marketing from the inside out versus the outside in. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier to create, create extreme loyalty with yeah. people you've already acquired. Going back to our man crush on Kizik. I mean, that's uh, anytime Kizik posts something, it's funny seeing the comments of like, I have 12 pairs. No, I have 14 pairs. And it's like yeah. this debate. Yeah. Of like who loves Kizik the most. Yeah. And you're like, I love the that's just so cool to see as a brand that you have people who are like, not only do they love it, but they've come back to the to the well again and again and again and again. So yeah. and they've uh I think it's in your five Ds, it's that's the demonstrable part. Yeah. Which is you can share it really easily with a friend, buy it for somebody else really easily. Yeah. Like anybody in the room, ha- like they can give them to most likely. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a great gift. And that's what's nice about the pillow cube is like, uh, I'm sure as you're going around, you're like, hey, you want a pillow cube? And it's like, yeah, I sleep at night. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I'll take that. Yeah. And then they come back and they're like, oh, I'm an extreme fan, which by the way, I love your guys' nugget of prototyping. Yeah. Do you want... Can you release that? Oh, yeah. I Because that was a nugget yesterday. Yeah. If you, can I say this on yeah, the air? Yeah, sure. You can cut it out, I guess, if yeah. you don't want it out there. We'll just blur um, it and bleep it. For it's sure. just us. <laughs> so here's the step-by-step formula that Jay's found by, from success, and it's 100% guaranteed yeah. that you will do $100 million with your company. And all you have to do is pay us $499. And all you have to do... <laughs> So we, oh yeah, uh, since this is one cam, the editing is kind of. Really <laughs> They're like, uh, what do I cut to? Like, all of a sudden, we moved. Uh, what was I freaking saying though? The oh yeah, prototyping. You take a prototype, and then to know if it was good, you seed it to a bunch of people, and if they don't want to give it back, you know it's yeah. something that they actually wanted. Yeah, love that. No, I, I yeah, it's something that it it happened almost by accident. I made 20 prototypes of the original pillow cube and just gave them to a bunch of people. And some people were like, hey, that's not for me. And that was fine. They were like, very quickly, they slept on it one night. Hey, I hate it. <laughs> I don't want it. But there was like a good chunk, it was like 70, 80% who were like, I will not give you that back. Or my daughter took it or my wife took it and like, I won't give it back to you. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's just like, sometimes as entrepreneurs, it's so scary to do that because it sucks when everyone's like, no, no, you can have it back. And you're like, God. But it gives you that first, like, okay, now I know. Now I can iterate. Now I can change. And asking those questions, because I think a lot of times what we do with product testing is we give it to people like our mom and then say, so what'd you think? Did you like it? And she's like, oh, I loved it. And we don't ask kind of more pointed, like, and so I'm always kind of coming in first, like, I love asking negative questions first. Mm-hmm. What was your least favorite part of it? Uh-huh. Uh, what did you not like about it? And then once they do that, it kind of opens them up like, okay, now what did you like about it? What was your favorite feature? What was your favorite part? What did, what did you like about the way I positioned it to you? Yeah. And I think that's where you start to really like find a lot of good information. By the way, my four-year-old are still recording. Uh, my four-year-old will not part with her pillow cube. <laughs> the little, the kids. Not the pillow cub. Oh, really? Which it's now kids cube, kid right? kid cubes, yeah, kid cubes. Uh, she she just has a straight up pillow cube pro, yeah, <laughs> and she sleeps She's on it four. every night. And we tried to take it away from her the other night because we we're like, this is more of like an adult pillow, yeah. And so we tried to take it away. And she's like, she freaked out. 
She was like, no. Is this the four-year-old or the two-year-old? My four-year-old. Dude, that's so great. Loves her pillow cube. She's like, gotta have my pillow cube pro, dad. That's what she says. She's like, gotta have my pillow cube pro and my zip fit sheets on my pillow cube mattress. Made especially for side sleepers. Yeah. She's very, been very indoctrinated. (laughs) That's so great. Uh, What are you working on next? Anything you want to call, call to action, ask people to go do? Yeah. Kano? Yeah. Kano Dog. If you're, if you're a dog owner, check out kanodog.com. Yeah. Love people's feedback too on that product. It's amazing uh, stuff. Looking to looking to figure out where we can innovate in yeah. the dog space. There's a lot of innovation in the dog space. And so we're trying to figure out how to find some of that innovation, sift through what's necessary, and then make it really beautiful because they're also Yeah. Everything's very cheap. And so we're we're trying to do right by the dog community with Kano. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love it. But yeah, shift if you if you want to make a product, if you have a product and you wanna develop something new, like for example, if you're selling clothes and you want to get into backpacks, like we yeah. can easily get you into backpacks and, um, yeah. Dude, you guys, yeah. I wish I'd known the shift team in 2019. Yeah. Like Pillicube would have had a different, just some of the journey would have been a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Way easier. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's where like you almost, it's interesting as an entrepreneur to all of a sudden be like, okay, I have this new idea and it's different. It's not just like calling up and saying, I need a golden black mug. And, right. and then they send you a catalog and you sift through until you find one. And you're like, can you do that? But like black with gold foil. And they're like, sure. And so that's, what's hard about doing new things. Is it, like, it's a new language. Yeah. It's new people. Like you don't, you don't talk the technical talk. Yeah. And then the, sometimes the like actual language barrier of Chinese or wherever you're producing it yep. can also be difficult. Yep. Um, cultural differences. And so it's really challenging. But that was like, we kind of hit this point with Philly Cube. Like we had all these great ideas and it was like, I don't know how to manufacture products. Like that was not our expertise. And so. Is your original Pillow Cube like, to where it's at now? Is it like just way better oh, yeah. than the original? Well, I don't even know that like, we've just made a lot of technical improvements. And a lot of that has been in like the manufacturing process. It's easier to make um, you know, very sustainable. It's, it's always like trying to find those tweaks. Uh, but I also look back and I'm like, man, those original pillow cubes, people still love some people like that's their favorite foam we've ever done. And so you're always trying to improve, but not become new code. to what made <laughs> you your know? product special yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Where all of a sudden people are like, wait, you've changed. And now I don't like what, you know, so that's, that's also a challenge is like, how do you track that? How do you track Dude, I don't know that there's a great, we still are trying to figure this out, but like when we change to a different foam or a different fabric, do returns go up? Do they go down? Yeah. You know, you kind of almost have to create new SKUs for each variation, but yeah, it's not easy. Uh, so yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're the best. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh, I thought we were doing the other way. Okay. Yeah, so white. We are so white. (laughs) We'll cut that out before, right?